Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hey, hello, everyone. Thank you guys for joining us once again to another beautiful day, a God-blessed day in the Lord as we get into his word studying. I'm Pastor Keith Allen, and welcome to the weekly Bible study at the House of David. Uh, No problem. So this week we will be discussing the latter chapters of Isaiah, chapters 58, 61, and 66. Okay? So... uh, we're going to get get prayer in and get started. You guys are really faint again, so I might not. Do you need us to adjust? Yeah, I don't know what to. I don't know what else to do on my end, but. I'll do that while you go ahead and pray. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father God, we come to pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We thank you, dear God, for this blessed day. We thank you for this gathering of souls, Lord God, in your word. We pray and ask, Lord God, that your Holy Spirit enter in, Lord God, in this atmosphere, Lord God, to teach us, guide us, Lord God, for understanding, knowledge, Lord God, and increasing your mysteries. We pray and thank you for your mighty word. We thank you in the name of Jesus, Lord God, for all that you have blessed us with through this day. We thank you for allowing us, Lord God, to make it through this day in good health, Lord God, and we just thank you, Lord God, for keeping our mindsets, Lord God, straight and on the pathway towards you, Lord God, Heavenly Father. We pray for all those who could not make it tonight, Lord God. May you continue to bless them and watch over them in the name of Jesus. May you continue, Lord God, to increase each and every one of us, and may our works, Lord God, be acceptable to all God unto you. In Jesus' name we pray and thank you. Amen. Amen. Okay. Chapter 58. This is, it was an eye-opener for me because I know I've read this before, but I don't think I grasped it the way I did this time. Um, we all seem to think of fasting as taking away something from ourselves. Right. But God, God sees it differently. That was very funny. I just found it very uh, funny that God, God says, you know, the only way we see fasting is by us afflicting ourselves by taking away substance from the body. Right. But we're going to find out that it's more than that. All right? 
Right. Uh, I'm going to start in, in verse 3 of chapter 58. Okay. He says, can you hear okay?
because um, we were, you know, really getting into understanding, you know, what we fast for and things like that. There are people who will fast, like, ritualistically on clockwork, like, okay, every Tuesday I'm going to fast or one week out of the the month I'm going to fast or, you know, for New Year's we're going to fast the whole entire month of January or whatever. But it's not like a true fast because you're not, first of all, there's no no real um, crucifixion of your heart, not just your flesh, but it's, it's like I'm not, you know, you're, you know kind of like, you know, for lack of a better word, your heart isn't in it. There's no real reason why you're doing it but to say, hey, I'm fasting. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, look, I fasted, you know, every, or you go tell people, oh, I fast every, you know, so many days or blah, blah, blah. And, and they may not even know what they're doing because they believe that what they're doing is the correct thing to do, mm-hmm. and they're not seeing. And that's, and that's why I think even with, with this, is like people were, you know, just doing it to be religious and ritualistic. And even like you had said, you know, with strikes and things like that, like, okay, if you're on a fast, you shouldn't go to work and go cut somebody out. <laughs> you know what I mean? You shouldn't yell and scream at your children. You shouldn't argue with your spouse or whatever while you're on this fast. You, you should respect the fast and the time that you are fasting, that you are sanctifying yourself, not only externally pushing away from food, but being, you know, pushing away from all manners of sin, you know, and the things that 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 God, you know, um, finds offensive. And that's what the fast is for. God is saying in his passage here, the fast is not to just go and remove yourself from not eating. He's right. saying that his fast is actually made for the removal of sins. Right. From your life. Right. So we get into uh, an understanding of, oh, just by taking away things that we love to do. No, it's all sin. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. some sins we don't love to do, but we still end up doing them. Right. Not necessarily say that, you know, that's the the tag we put on to the things that we so much love or so much we we care for or or desire. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's still things that we probably are not happy about that what we do, but yet we still do them. I mean, because that that's very true. Because the the Bible says too that some things only will come out by fasting and prayer. Mm-hmm. The only way that you can get delivered from a thing could be just you know like you can't just pray about it. Right. That you got to fast, crucify your your flesh, and and you know be delivered from it. Because we know. That though too, if someone is suffering from an addiction, the first step, like they say in a program to recovery, is to admit it. And admitting it means that I'm dealing with it in my present right now. And so the thing, the thing about it is, even with fasting, is is that you you bring it to the forefront. You're laying it before the Lord and saying, God, I need you to help me, deliver me from this. You know what I mean? And so it's, you know, it's just about being real with yourself. And then, you know, the the, the fasting itself, um, 
it, it it's just being conscious. Did somebody on the on the line want to want to add something? I thought I heard someone. It's it might be me because I'm on the uh, the phone line. Oh okay. Oh. Okay. Anybody else? Now we have some other people that want to join. Okay. But, uh, I think. Go ahead. As we say, I think it just comes down to the sincerity of your heart. Like as a, like as with any act that we do for the Lord, like even if we're serving or, you know, doing things for others, it's even though we're, those acts are a good thing, even though fasting is a good thing, it's all about where's your heart and what's behind it. Are you really humbling yourself or are you just doing an activity, you know, without truly considering it, you know? But you also have to be very careful with it because he says right here in verse 5 when he says um, is it to bow down his head as a bull rush and to spread sackcloth and ashes upon myself. So sometimes people will say, oh, I need to just, I, I really need to flash fast, you know, because I, I need to, you know, crucify my, you know, my, I've been so wrong. I've been doing this and that wrong, and I'm going to go here and I'm going to go do this. And and in that, too, you're still not, it's still not the fast that that God called. You know, you can't come to him in that manner of saying, okay, you know, I'm going to, you know, you know how people do the woe is me thing. There was a passage in the New Testament. Okay. Where they asked Christ, why don't your disciples fast as everyone else does? Right. Okay. They said John the Baptist's disciples fast. Uh-huh. And Jesus asked them, is it, you know, he, he brought up, the, you know, David and, and his entourage who went into the Holy of Holies, which technically was unlawful because they weren't priests, and they ate from the showbread because they were hungry. Mm. Now, it was against the law according to what they knew for what Christ is saying it's not about the actual law. Right. It's not about the actual afflicting of the, of, the, of the flesh. Right. He's saying what his disciples are doing, they need strength into, in order to carry out their mission. Right. Now, here's God's fast, way different from what we believe. Get this in verse 6. Okay. Is this not the fast that I have chosen, God says, to loose the bonds of the wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry? Right. And that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out. When you see the naked, that you cover him, and not hide yourself from your own flesh, then your light shall break forth like the morning, your healing shall spring forth speedily, and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. As they said before, that he wasn't answering their call when he fasted. You shall cry. And he he will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of a finger, and the speaking wickedness, 
if you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, not your own, then your light shall dawn in the darkness, and your darkness shall be as the noonday. God fasting is actually love. Mm-hmm. Doing the works of Christ. Freeing people from, like I said, bondage, wrong teachings, poverty, or anything else you can think of. It is us carrying out the missionary work that we should be doing on a daily basis for one another that's loving one another. God is saying that is the fast that he called, and that's what Christ also said. Mm -hmm. To love one another. That is the commandment. Here's the commandment right here. So to add to that, it's just like when Jesus was walking and, you know, gathering the the disciples, Mm -hmm. and there was a rich man that said that he wanted to to join them. And he said, okay, sell everything you own. And come follow me. So basically, I mean, and that's like a fast. Give up everything. Just give it all up. Come and follow me. Walk with me, and do and do the works in the will of will of God. So it's so it's a um, it's almost like a fasting. is almost like a metaphor of what you should be doing in your life. Yes. And then also too, you know, those who were sick, he would say, rise up from your bed of affliction. And come and follow me. Don't don't sit here and be sick anymore. Right. Come and follow me, and 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 um, you know, and and so many different um, yeah. examples there. Yes, I mean, and that's what I say. God's fast is way different. Than, right. We think we gotta you know go through and suffer this, and that's why Christ said that we sometimes not. Right. And he's telling the Pharisees when they ask him this question, he's like, y'all doing it all for nothing. Right. So we got a mission to carry out. Right. And we're going to do that. Right. You guys simply talk about well, you can't do something on the Sabbath. Yeah, he, that's what he says. It is not. Um, it is not true that God heals us on the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. When we go into the rest with God, He heals us mm-hmm. from any brokenness that we we are in. So that's. I mean, it, it's so true though why God continues to tell us, don't get caught up in the ritual itself. The ritual itself is just supposed to, to be a metaphor to you to show you what I'm spiritually saying. And and we get caught up because, you know, of century after century after century, you know, thousands of years of ritualistically doing things, you know, so even to this day we will get caught up in certain things, you know, just by not you know, not seeing the thing on a spiritual end rather than seeing it, you know, on a fleshly end. Was there somebody else on the phone line that wanted to uh, ask something? No. Oh, hi, Tina. Hello. Hello. So, is this kind of saying now? This is what I'm just getting now. Is that you know that, that they're they're fasting, like they're humbling themselves before God, but they're not really doing it with a sincere heart. Um, but also, even if they are just, you know, humbling themselves, God, I'm so terrible. God's, God's saying to them, look, you're forgetting about 
you know, writing injustices, all these, you know, it's not just about you, it's about the big picture. And I want you to be focused on these things. And you sacrificing to make things better is actually a form of fasting. This is a form of fasting that's approved. Yes. Okay. (laughs) I get it now. I get it. (laughs) Check this out. If you go jump over to um, verse 13 for me. And he says this. Like I said, I'm reading the New King James Version, so mine may read a little different. He says, if you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, right? the holy day of the Lord honorable, and shall honor him not doing your own ways, but fighting your own pleasures, nor speaking your own words, then you shall delight yourself in the Lord. Can I go, can I go there on that one? I just kind of go there on that one. Okay, so this also means when people traditionally, okay, you know what, I'm going to, you know, today is Sunday, you know, church is at as at 12, you know, i got to be there because, you know, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is, you know, the way that we honor, you know, the Sabbath. Instead of asking God, what would you have me to do this day? There may be somebody out there that God wants you to minister to. He may not want you to be a student today. He may want you to be the minister today. He may want you to go witness to somebody. He may want you to go and feed somebody or clothe somebody. Getting beyond and fasting from your, from you know your works. Yeah. Because he, he, yeah, and doing what he said because all he's talking here is is your works. Yeah. Get away from the things that you normally do and doing things for me. That's why Christ said. You know, follow me. In other uh-huh. words, do the works of God, because that's why He said, "Right, the works I have of God. come. I have come to do the will of Him who sent me." Right, and and don't get me wrong. I do not want to put it out there to say, "Okay, you should not go to church." Please don't, don't, you know, think I'm saying, "Oh, go to church." Just using an example to say that, you know, we have our works that we find to be the holy thing to do, you know, to be or the thing that God wants us to do. But we do it honestly when you, in your heart of hearts, you do it by vain repetition. That's just, it, it just is. And you have to start to live your life spiritual. And that's what he's trying to tell you. That's what he's pushing you to do. Live your life spiritual. Live your life according to the Holy Ghost. I was actually saying this to somebody earlier you know, we were talking about things, you know, and, and, and it was about living your life according to the Holy Spirit and not just being led by yourself. Stepping out, not only stepping out on faith, but walking in and by faith. Mm-hmm. That's what Paul meant when he said, in you do I live, move, and have my being. It's everything that, that, that he was saying here in this fast. That's when you can say that I truly, you know, the, the fast that God has called. In him do I live, move, and have my being. 
Right. In other words, what God is saying here is every prophet that he has called before, Moses, Abraham, Joseph, you name them, Jonah, uh-huh. Noah, all these guys that have gone out and set aside their works, their lives, like Abraham, he left his entire family, his whole clan, and moved to the option of the Holy Spirit that told him to go a certain way. Right. Mm-hmm. All of this, again, is the same thing as what this passage is saying. They literally started a fast. Because when you start to move from the option of the Lord, you are removing yourself from simple ways, in other your own ways. So if you're walking mm-hmm. in the statutes of God, you are walking in righteousness, and therefore you are fasting because there's no sin before you. Mm-hmm. So you are a living sacrifice. That's it. That's it. Tina, you want to add anything? Anybody on the line want to add? Want you guys participate? Come on. I'm driving. I'm driving right now, going through the gate. Ah, uh, okay. Right, that was not a problem. But it's just, uh, I think, 58 is a very powerful chapter because yes, it, it, it sets all of us straight. Because we all had the idea in our head that in order for us to fast, we had to give give up something of substance. Right. That w- what we were doing. Our phones, our TVs, right, computers, and food, and right, all this other stuff. But God's like, no. I need you to love. I need you to show love. Right. I need you to go out and actually. If somebody's hungry, you help them. If mm-hmm. somebody needs clothing, you help them. Deny yourself. Deny yourself mm-hmm. of all the pleasures that you have. Right. That is giving a get, get, getting away from all the stuff that literally bogs you down on a daily basis, like our phones and every other distraction that we yeah. have. Because now you're focusing on that individual or individuals mm-hmm. to help them versus trying to help yourself. You yeah. I was going to say, like, there's a sacrifice of, like, your ego, too. Because sometimes yeah. you have to sacrifice, like, you know, maybe kind of take the heat from on something or suffer an injustice. And kind of hold it in because you want to show the glory to God and not react in a fleshly way. So in that way, you are, you know, overcoming flesh. And that can be a very hard thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) That's why it's called fasting. That's Uh why, you know, like when we went on the the fast as, as, as a, um, as a group, when we went on the fast, you know, you knew when you got to those last days where we were doing the absolute. I mean, that was tough, wasn't it? That was hard, yeah. That was hard. It was tough. So, I mean, it's, it's you know. Um, and that's just one entity in your life. That's just one. That was just food. That's just food. So, yeah. Think about, like, you know, think about lying and stuff. Where you know, okay, it's just gossiping. Okay, gossiping, yeah. You know what I mean? Or, you know, um, talking too much. You know, somebody like, you know, what's wrong with you? Blah blah blah. Or they might say something, you know, the answer, 
and you just know that answer. Like, ooh, I just want to tell you the answer. <laughs> you just can't. Yeah, you know I mean, God just block you. Like, nope, nope, you can't. Let's just pass mm-hmm. away. You know, it's it's in so many different ways in your life, and it is true. Like you said, just one. That's just one. Mm-hmm. That's deep. That's what God's saying. The fasting is getting rid of all this stuff out of your life and following Him, doing what He calls you to do, and that's the reason why Christ told them that is to love. Love one another as yourself. Love one another as I have loved you. Because through it, what does he say? The law is fulfilled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fasting. Yeah. And, and the thing about it is sometimes we wonder, why is it, like, you know, like even what Paul says, why is it that I do the things that I do not want to do and the things that I do not want to do I find myself doing? Mm-hmm. Okay. You haven't you haven't crucified your your flesh. You haven't mortified your members, which he says later on in a couple other books. He talks about mortifying his members. I mean, that's the same thing. That's everything that we're talking about. It's about doing the work and the will of God. And 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 you know, before this chapter, reading this chapter, because I really didn't have these words in my spirit, and I thank the Lord for this chapter. But you know, I would tell people because I was telling somebody even earlier today, I was talking to them. And they were, um, you know, telling me something. I was just like, you know, as you, or they were telling me about someone else um, that, okay, they were a Christian, but they were cursing and they were doing this and that in their life or whatever. They could see all the bad things the person was doing. And the only words I really had, which is which reigns true still, is that you can't look at the the sin that someone commits. You, you you when you're witnessing to another person you have to uh, you have to teach them how to draw nearer and nearer to God because the closer that you get to God the more that these things will fall off and just because it's things that you can see doesn't mean that that person is any any more sinful than you are mhm and, and the whole thing boils down to cuz no you know, there's a passage where, you know, in the New Testament where it talks about uh, God gave some to be apostles, you know, you know, uh, preachers, uh, evangelists, and so forth and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, and then we all come together into the edifying of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. So what he's saying is the preacher's not going to know everything. They some to be teachers. That's what they do. They teach. It's kind of like having a staff right. of people like, okay, I'm going to use sports because that's, that's what I relate to people. I'm sorry. Um, on a football team, you have literally, you have your head coach, right? But then you have an offensive coach, you have a defensive coach, and then you have position coaches uh-huh. that teaches each position. So that's what God is talking about, the edifying of the body, because we all are not that well-rounded. Right. So the edifying of the body comes when I may not be able to feed the hungry, but I can get somebody a shirt. Right. Mindy may be able to feed the hungry. You may be able to go and put somebody up in the house for a week or whatever, or help them with a down payment to get off the street. So we all have these God-given, you know, blessings in our lives right. to help one another. It's the matter of God saying, 
come together, get all this done for the edifying of the body of Christ, mm-hmm. because that's what the body of Christ, it is a whole work. It is not a portion of a work. It is a complete and whole work. So mm-hmm. all of our gifts and all of our blessings and our callings are encompassed with the edifying of the body. It is what is what, you know, sends it and completes it. Mm-hmm. And so you can't say, you know, oh, look at her over there. Did you? She thinks she's doing something by doing that. Well, won't you go and see what she's lacking and help her finish whatever it is she needs? Right. Because you may have something that can just, you know, put that thing over the top where that, that group of people may be blessed. Mm-hmm. Fully, like God wants them to be. But that's what it is. It's all of us working together. And that's why he's saying put your stuff apart because you're going to have to come together and work with someone in order to get this work done. The disciples, they all work with one another to get the work done. They, they were not there just all alone by themselves thinking that they can do everything by themselves. Right. They even ran back to Christ for help and, and guidance mm-hmm. to make sure they were doing it right. Yeah. So that's what we all need to be doing. All right. That's true. Anyone else? You good? All right. On the 61, if no one has anything else for 58. No? All right. Chapter 61. Now, this is, for me, this is some good news because God's talking about salvation now. Mm-hmm. So he's corrected you in 58, and through 59, it was a little correction as well. And then in 60, he's also talking about the glory of his people and how he's going to glorify them. Then he gets to 61, and he talks salvation. We all want to hear that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we love that word. So... In verses 1 here, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. They that may be called trees that they may be called trees of righteousness. So he's saying he's taking all of the infirmities away from you, all of the guilt, all of the shame, all of the the burden, and he's putting joy in your life. He's putting righteousness in your life. He's clothing you. He's warming you up. He's keeping you. That's what I love about this chapter because God is like, whatever it is you are going through, this is what we should be doing. We should be preaching the good tidings mm-hmm. like we should be doing and proclaiming liberty. I want to add something. Go ahead. I like that this is actually um, a parallel to Daniel because he says, 
in that last part of it, he says that they might be called trees of righteousness. Because remember, Daniel um, has that vision of heaven. Remember on the the great um, river, and on either side of it were trees. And we knew trees represent people. And this is another confirmation here of that he's talking about people being represented as trees of righteousness, so that you can be, you know, counted among those, so that you can be able to make heaven the ultimate reward. My um, version says oaks of righteousness, so oak trees. And it makes me think of, like, the live oak trees down south with the big, long branches, like, kind of spreading uh-huh. out, like yeah. that kind of a tree. Yeah. So I yeah. like that picture. Yeah, strong and sturdy. Mm-hmm. I like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but, yeah, what I had got out of it was um, you got Daniel, which was actually a pretty good um, – I wasn't even thinking about that, but I was thinking about all the things that happened to Christ and his disciples – because when Christ came, what was he doing? He was preaching good tidings. He was bringing the good news. He was bringing the good gospel. Right. He's showing people that you don't have to be oppressed anymore. All of you who are brokenhearted, who the Pharisees and all of the high priests, they wouldn't heal you because they feel that if they touch you, they would be unclean, and they didn't want to go through all that, the ritual, to get themselves back clean again. It's not like right. you were clean, unclean forever. They, they knew that they would have to remove themselves from society in order to be clean. Right. Again, so they refused to clean people. They refused to heal people. So Christ came to do the work, the undone works. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. You know, and what was Lucifer doing? He, he, he did the same thing. He fell in that same trap where he was to minister souls to God, and he fell into the trap of, I'm not doing it. Right. So it's undone works. Right. And here comes Christ to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to unbound you. And what happened to his disciples a couple of them that went to prison, they were about to kill him. And when he came to get them, what was what happened? You talk about Paul and Silas. Yeah, what happened? The shackles were loose. So, and, the, and the doors were open, and then the guards got in trouble, didn't they? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and what did he say? And that, that one passage, he he said here that he he came to um, in verse in verse two in verse one uh, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of visioned that whole thing that Christ was doing, but everyone that Christ sent out to do works, he still covered them in their times of need. And just like his time came where he had to be crucified, there came times where his disciples had to, you know, suffer injustice just to liberate someone because, in other words, they had to become martyrs in order for Mm -hmm. people to truly start believing. Mm -hmm. And that's why I said, for my name's sake, you you also will be, you know, crucified and chastised and, you know, Mm -hmm. and talked about, spit on and whatever else that, you know, may happen to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's the whole point of it all Mm -hmm. is knowing that, the works you do for God, and it goes back to today, the works you do for God, not for yourself, mm-hmm. are going to be, like I said, I will hear you now. I hear your cry. I hear your prayers mm-hmm. when you are fasting and doing things 
for me and not doing them for yourself. Right. In other words, so those people when they were fasting, they were see what I can get out of this. Mm-hmm. So if I fast for ten days, mm-hmm. it's like you, you, you like you 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 make your little chart. You know, okay, ten ten days of fasting equals three prayer, uh, three blessings. The other thing I want to add, too, is, is that, um, you know, people have to see that being a servant of God is not easy, period, point, blank. You, It is just not, there's nothing that is easy about it. It's rewarding at the end. But the work itself is not easy. You 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 suffer all kinds, like you had said, of affliction. You get you suffer rejection. You you suffer prison. You suffer whatever you know that 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 you have to go through in order to obtain a soul. So this fast that we were even talking about before, it's a preparation for you though too that you'll be able to stand in the evil day. That you'll be able to stand when the oppressor comes. You know to you know to try to come and oppress you in that situation, you'll be able to stand, you know, and say, you know what, I'm going to continue to keep going on. I'm not going to let this thing get me down. I'm going to keep pressing, you know, beyond beyond the break, you know what I mean, or even in myself, battling my own mind and my own faith, you know, that God said a thing or he did a thing, you know what I mean, because even, you know, too, like in every every um, gift that God gives or or position that you're in, regardless of whether it's the prophetic or whether it's, you know, the apostolic or whatever. Did God say go there? Did God tell me to tell this person this? Did God tell me to preach that? Did God tell me to lay my hands on you? You know, did God say this? Did I say? It's, it's, it's a constant battle, you know what I mean, in your mind and a crucifying of, of your flesh and a breaking down of your flesh. But it's all in preparation for just like he says here, it's preparing you for that day of vengeance. It's preparing, preparing you for that end day. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. It's preparing you to become the soldier that God needs you to be. You know, when I um, when I was in the military, this is what God is talking about, because if you continue to do his works, mm-hmm. you're going to get to the point that's all you know to do. You won't do any wrong because you only know right. And they showed us this film about um, FBI agents when I was in boot camp. Why they did it, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but what was going on is they showed us the FBI fraud department and the people who um, sit there and try to detect um counterfeit money. Right. And the weirdest thing you would think that it would show them comparisons, contrasts of what is and what isn't. Mm-hmm. But they didn't do that. The way the FBI trained them was they only gave them real money. Mm. They studied the real money. Wow. That's all they knew. Mm. So if it didn't look like that, they knew it was wrong. So it, they, to, to eliminate any confusion, they only gave them real money. 
to study. That's what God is saying. I'm only giving, if you only do my good works, you will know evil when it comes. That's mm-hmm. it. It's true. That's a good analogy. That's true. That's very true. Well, that's why it's important to read the word, too, because it's yes. important to know the characteristics of God and how God operates and what's important to him. And, you know, just kind of like just soaking in every day because it's something that is not like God. It's it's in here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why he tells you to study to show thyself approved. Unto God. Mm-hmm. Unto God. Everybody forget that part. Mm-hmm. That's the- mm-hmm. <laughs> I approve me. Uh, (laughs) You know, rightly dividing the word of truth. I mean, you know, so you got it. You got it. And and what we was just talking about, you know, to to make sure there's no confusion and everything, get what he says in verse 7 here. He says, instead, he goes to talk about the blessings that are coming down on him now if they follow in his statutes. Instead of your shame, you shall have double honor. Mm-hmm. And instead of confusion, they shall rejoice in their fortune. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. So he's saying all confusion, all misunderstandings will be removed away. You will fully understand what God's intent is. Mm-hmm. What he is willing and calling for you to do. So is this, um, like when I'm reading, like it's really hard for me to read like the the prophets. So is that like when we're in heaven? Is that what that's talking about? Is it talking about the millennial reign? Like what is that referencing? Well, well, he's talking about um, at this point right now. He's talking about actually the children of Israel changing their ways right now, like literally on okay. earth, changing their ways so when that day come and they, they're doing everything right, their enemy will be removed before them, and none of this um, oppression will be about. He says, because earlier he says in verse 5, he says, the desolation of many generations, strangers shall stand and feed your flocks, meaning now the tables are turned. You're no longer a servant of these people. These people are now working for you. And the sons of the foreigner shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. But you shall be named the priests of the Lord. They shall call you the servants of our God. So now you're a servant of God. So now you've been elevated. You're no longer an oppressed servant of man. You are a servant of God. That's deep in itself. He says, you shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory you shall boast. Mm-hmm. See, again, that's what mine says. You guys might read differently. What, what uh, verse is that? Uh, that was verse 5 and 6 that I just read. Verses 5 and 6. And he wasn't calling out certain, he wasn't just calling out certain people to be ministers of God. No, it's talking about the whole nation. He's right talking there. about the whole nation. Mm-hmm. That's itself. Just because most people think, okay, well, not everybody's a minister, not everybody's a da da da. To minister his word, you have to know his word. 
That's it. That's it. That is something that you have to become, but that is for all. It's not just for some. Well, again, you, you have to accept that calling, too. Like, oh, of course. That's why you said, you know, you know, did I call this fast? Right. What did I call you to do? Right. So if you're not doing what I called you to do, and that's to love right. from the beginning, right. that's that's what I needed you to do. But just okay. knowing that it's something that we all strive for. Well, yeah, and it is. And and, and people, a lot of people get a a, a, a little sidetracked when God says, you know, obey my commandments or obey my statutes. Mm-hmm. And they go back to the books of Moses, and they get all these things twirling in their head, you know, or I, I can only take two steps to the left, you know, then I got to come back over here. And that's not what God is saying. When he gave Adam one commandment, following my statutes, go to the good trees. Mm-hmm. That's what he's telling us to do. Go to the good trees. Do good things. You will be known by your fruits. Right. In other words, and what you produce, what you bring forth mm-hmm. out of the good works of, again, everything that we do is not for us. Now, to keep recalling that because what we do today may be for the next generation. Right. We may not even see the fulfillment of our works sometimes. That's right. That's true. But that's what God was telling Adam. And as soon as you disobey my commandments, that's what he was telling him metaphorically, when you disobey my commandments, you will for surely die. Mm-hmm. And when you go over to this one tree that is no good, when you're fasting just to do it all because of what you want to do and try to hot sign yourself to make everybody see you fasting, and, and you throw the ashes on your head to make everybody, you know, and that's what Christ said. You go about so everybody sees that you're fasting so you can boast about yourself that, hey, I'm a, I'm a faithful, you know, follower of God, follower of God and I'm mm-hmm. fasting all the time. Mm-hmm. He said, but do it in silence. Mm-hmm. Do it in secret. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be a showman uh, uh, of this stuff. Let the glory be to God, not to you. That's right. Mm-hmm. So when you transgress the, 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 the one statute, and that's to follow God, and it's not about those other commandments. It, it is about it, but what I'm saying is not to get entrapped by sitting up here saying, oh, i got to follow all these commandments that Moses wrote down. Mm-hmm. Because if you listen to to God and say, I need you to do this thing. God called me to do this. And you stay on track with that. You are now fasting in an eternal fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you are going to reap these things in which he's talked about in verse 7 and 8 that you can now have a, a, uh, a glory of God shining through you and people see that mm-hmm. in the way you walk, the way you talk where you represent yourself uh, before others, and everything that is uh, is about God shines through you. Is anybody else? Um, I don't, I don't want to take away from it at a moment. If anybody else has anything to add, you can always jump on in. 
anybody confused or not know what we're talking about? <laughs> okay. Good. I wanted to finish that chapter up real quick because he says some really good stuff at the end. Right. He says in verse 8, For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery for burnt offerings, meaning you are giving sinful offerings. You don't want that mess. I will direct their work in truth and will make with them an everlasting covenant. Their descendants shall be known among the Gentiles and the offspring among the people. All who see them shall acknowledge them, that they are the posterity whom the Lord has blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments, and a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its bud, as the garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. It's salvation. Mm -hmm. All you got to do is follow, follow what he's telling you to do from verse 58. Well, chapter 58, rather. Cut and dry. Not hard. I mean, I know it's hard. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it's not hard. What I'm saying it's not hard to, uh, you know, get the big picture here. Mm-hmm. So, but hey. Yeah. God, 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 God gives us some, some easy instructions. Yes, he does. Or do we make them hard? Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. If anyone doesn't have anything for 61, we're going to move on to 66. Anyone? I have to, uh, just, just an FYI, I have to jump off a little bit after 9. So, what time? If I drop, that's why. It's uh, 8.57. Ah, well, maybe we won't do 6. I don't want to hold anybody up. You have a lot in this? Yeah, I have a lot. Ah, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah it looks like it there <laughs> there could be a lot to get out of that. Yeah. So if you read it then hopefully you got something out of it, but it is a good a good chapter. So yeah. uh next we will be doing um songs. Okay. Uh, so the for the whole month of uh, November is the songs. In January are we gonna go back to uh, I'm gonna come up with something for 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 next year. I, I I did send an email out and ask for suggestions. I want us to get back to people doing this. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, you want to do something? <laughs> I said no. I want to get back to everybody contributing. Contributing, doing their oh, yeah. at least once a month, okay. like we were doing before. All right, we can do that. Let me get this one real quick. Um, I want to take the First 25 songs, you ought to read them all. Don't get, don't get discouraged here. 
<laughs> find one that really speaks to you and bring that to the table for next week. For everyone to talk about, and I'll give everyone like 10 minutes to talk about the song that they chose. So pick a song from, from 1 to 25. From 1 to 25, yes. Oh. We got to read 25 to pick one. No, you don't. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. Okay. Find one that, 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 that speaks to you and uh, bring that to the table. Let us know what you got from it, uh, you know, what you received from it, how does it translate into life, uh, Christian walk, and all that other good stuff. Okay. All right. You good? Let's go. Um, any prayer requests before we um, go on to prayer? Um, nothing I can think of. Me neither. It's Minnie. Hi. How are you guys? Hi, Hi Minnie. Thank Hi. you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> Any prayer requests? Uh, not right now. I mean, just the usual, just for the for my walk. Okay. With God, and that's it. My family. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Melinda, did, were you about to say? Yeah, my um, my sister-in-law's sister just had a premature baby boy who's in the NICU. So as far as I know, he's okay, but if we could put him in our prayers, that would be great. Uh, what's his name? Timothy. Timothy. Okay. Nice. Okay. <laughs> All right. If there's no other prayer requests, I'm going to go ahead and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord God, for the blessings, Lord God, of, of this night and this evening, Lord Father. Thank you, Lord God, for us coming together, Lord God, with the mindset, Lord God, to seek you, Lord God, diligently. Thank you, Lord God, for your word on tonight, Lord Father, that infiltrated our souls. Thank you, Lord God, for the understanding, Lord God, for the requirement of the fast that you call. And I pray, Lord Father, in our lives, Lord Father, that we walk, Lord Father, in that fast, Lord Father, that you called. We pray, Lord Father, that we will do the good works of you, Lord Father, that we will retrieve souls for you, Lord God, for we are the reapers, Lord Father. And I pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, that we work, work, we walk worthy of the call that is on each and every one of our lives, that we become the ministers of God. I pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, that our lives be pleasing unto you, Lord Father, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, if there be anything that is not of or like you, remove it, clean us up. I pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, purify us and sanctify us for your glory. I pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, for many's family, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, even for her home right now, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you remove anything that is not of or like you, Lord Father. I pray, Lord God, for the light of your love. Lord God, will reign, Lord God, in, in the walls of her home. I pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, for good stewardship, a spirit, Lord God, of love, Lord Father, to reign. I pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, that there be a unity in her family, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus. Touch, Lord God, and deliver, set free 
those who are bound, I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Bless her son. Bless her daughters, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, and how, Lord God, they're coming along in their lives. Let them find you for themselves, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord God, even for Timothy, Lord God, right now, in the name of Jesus, who is struggling for his life. I pray, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, that the anointing of the Holy Spirit be in that room with him right now in the name of Jesus. Encamp your angels about him, Lord God. Send baskets of blessings, Lord God, of life and strength in his body and in his soul, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus. So hold on, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus. We pray, Lord God, he has made it to this side. I, I pray, Lord Father, that there be no type of illness or ailment, Lord God. I pray, Lord Father, from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet that all, that all his vital signs will equalize, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus. Touch his breathing, his stomach, his heart, Lord God, his lungs, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus. We pray, Lord God, for support for the mother, Lord Father, and the father, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that their minds be steadfast on you, that you are a deliverer, a healer, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. And we can depend upon you. Pray, Lord God, that you would use Melinda, Lord God, to minister unto her family, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. And knowing that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly. We pray, Lord God, that all of these things, that they shall be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, have a blessed night and enjoy the rest of your week, guys. Good evening, Thank guys. Thank you. Thank you. Have a blessed one. Oh, Kathy, hi. Hi, honey. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm okay. Okay. All right. Well, Thanks for coming in, you guys. If you have any questions about tonight, let us know. Will do. Okay. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.